Alles doet oud voor je. Wat was voor jou lekker geweest? Was het die gasten? Was het die vlees? Was het die sier? What did you enjoy over this holidays? Awesome. I just want to pray for a second. Father, I just want to thank you for every heart that's here this morning, every family, young and old, yeah, every member new, new to this family, even those visiting for the first time and those that's been around. You know how you want to minister to each one. So may your perfect will be done in each and every heart by the power of the precious Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place this morning and we honor you as our beloved helper, comforter, the one that empowers us the one that shows us Jesus and then the one who gives us strength for our mission. There's a mission for each and every one of us. Thank you that you can lead us this morning. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So next week we are starting with a theme called Homecoming. And, and I just had a word on my heart for us, something to gear us up. So I'm, I'm calling this message Prepare to Advance or preparing to go home. Now, it might be a, a little bit of a weird concept, but just let me humor you for a while. You might have a physical home, which you are welcome to remain in, okay? <laughs> but spiritually, God is always on the move of us. And, and, and He used the Old Testament prophets. He used their physical homes or lack thereof, for us as a spiritual pattern. For example, Abraham had to move. Moses, his mission was to move the people out of Egypt. Joshua, we're going to read a little bit about him. His mission was to move them again. And so what we learn about God, he's the God that moves his people. And so you might remain in your physical home this year, but spiritually, you are invited to cross over, to move into a next chapter, which the Lord has for you. Well, spiritually, your home, your eternal home is also a place where you will still go to. Okay? So, so if, if a Christian tells you, he's not insulting you, he's encouraging you. Amen? <laughs> and so I want us to play with this idea, like, we are preparing to go this year. Ultimately, we will all go home to be with the Lord. But this year, what is the, the home, or, or at least the base, where God wants to lead you to? Sometimes as believers, we, we, are, we hear God call and we pack our bags, spiritually speaking. 
But just as we are about to leave the boundary where we've been camping the last year or two or three, we say, mm, I don't think I can take this journey this year. Let me do it next year. And we go back and we remain in the same place. Are you ready to take a step of faith and to allow the Lord to grow you this year? If so, you're going to have to have at least a couple of victories. And I want to help us with that this morning. Let's quickly read together um, out of the Bible. Deuteronomy 34, and then we're going to just start with Joshua 1. So we are here in Scripture at a time where it's the end of Moses' life. So it's a time where leadership transitions and the nation has to move again. Let's read together. The Lord said to him, that's Moses, this is the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. And so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Beor, but no one knows where the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua... Now, just follow the story. So Moses, this great leader, the one who took the people out of Egypt, he's the one that called on the frogs. He's the one who caused blood to be in the river through the power of the Lord, but he's the one who God used, who got action to that. He, he was the mighty leader who took the people out of Egypt. When Moses hits a stick in the water, whoop, the ocean parts. Moses. Then it says, God buries him, and no man knows where. Fascinating. And then it turns to Joshua. Big shoes to fill. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of a spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hand on him, so the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. And then it goes back to Moses. Quick introduction to Joshua, but not too fast, Joshua. And there, was, there has not arisen a prophet since Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and wonders that the Lord has sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all his servants and to all this land and for all the mighty power all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of Israel. Then we go to Joshua. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over the Jordan, you and all this people into the land, homecoming, that I am given them. Joshua, you now have to take Moses' place and move the people. There never has been a prophet like Moses. Come, Joshua. <laughs> Do it. Like, Lord, 
going home or crossing over, going to where God is calling you, does not come without its challenges. And so it was with Joshua. What were some of these challenges he had to overcome? Because in a similar way, we will have one or two things that we will have to overcome in order to step outside what is comfortable for us and step into where God is leading us. What about you this morning? God gives him a promise. He says, every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you just as I have promised Moses. I don't want to be too long, so let me give you where we are going, and then we'll unpack it a little bit. In preparing to advance, at least, there's many more victories. At least you will need victory over anxiety, which is often caused by trauma, relational breakdown, and victory in or through bad circumstances. These are at least things that you will face on your journey. And Joshua faced them, but it did not take him to passivity. If the enemy can cause you to be stationary, he's got you where he wants you. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, you are able to obtain victory in these areas in order to move. Are you with me this morning? Now, let's just unpack it a little bit. So I'm going to share one or two things about what happened to Moses and Joshua, and then I'm going to take us to the New Testament on every point and see if the Holy Spirit can show you which areas you can go for victory in order to move, in order to advance, in order to go home <laughs> for this year. Now, I want to talk about anxiety for a moment before we go to the Scripture. I want to... Ex I actually explained it a couple of weeks ago. There is a difference between fear and anxiety. Okay. There are cases where fear is not a bad thing. Okay. If it is specific and if it's clear, it can be a good thing. For example, I'm afraid to, to drive off a cliff with my family so I am vigilant to obey the rules of the road in order to protect my family. That's very clear. I, I know what I want to be vigilant for. Um, generally, the roads of South Africa or any roads in the world are not the safest. So if I'm going to drive to Gauteng, I'm going to make sure I'm well rested for the fear of making an accident. Okay, it, it's clear. I know I don't have to... I don't have to hold that fear for too long. I can pray. But at least it's clear. I know what I'm focusing on, and we can overcome it. Okay. Anxiety is different because it's unspecific, and it bugs you everywhere. You are an anxious person. There's not an event which maybe you are concerned about. It's all the events. It's everything about this year. It's all the family gatherings. It's... Whenever you, there's a step of faith, oh, this could go wrong, that could go wrong, that could go wrong. It's very unspecific because anxiety is a spirit that is placed on you because of stuff that has happened in the past. And now it is causing you, it, it is paralyzing you in a way that you are unable to advance into your future. Are you with me? So as you advance, you might see things that you should be careful of 
if I have to differentiate between fear and anxiety, you might see something, hey, I don't want this to happen, but you are advancing. Whereas anxiety, it's everything. Now, what happens when trauma happens to you and your heart breaks and you don't know how to deal with it, it's almost like the spirit of anxiety in you grows. And it causes you to paralyze. Okay. It needs to be dealt with. It needs to be dealt with or what happened in your past will be an indication of passivity in your future. Okay, the past needs to be dealt with. Now, you're talking about a nation that came out of a desert. In the desert, in that desert, people died. They died of sickness and God's judgment. The people murmured. They rebelled against God and Moses. It was brutal, traumatic to put it lightly. These people come out of a season of trauma upon trauma, and now God says, go and face the giants. If you are not delivered of anxiety, you cannot be the leader of those people. There's no way. You have to receive healing if you are Joshua, and you have to receive healing in your life for where you are going, because there is trauma in your life, in one way or another. How do we deal with it? By faith. That's how we deal with it. Philippians 4 verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Because when there's a spirit of anxiety on you, you're anxious about everything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. It will guard your heart and your mind in order for you to advance. Whenever anxiety builds up, we do Philippians 4 verse 6. We stop, we unpack it all in prayer, so that the peace of God can infiltrate and send us on our way. Now, watch out, because there's something that works against Philippians 4 verse 6, which will help you be passive. This scripture says, when you speak to God, anxiety dissipates, because God gives peace. Are you with me? When you and I speak to the Lord heart to heart, He extracts anxiety and he gives peace. If you exchange a prayer life with God, okay, if, if, you, if, you, if you lack in prayer, but you, you exchange that for constant conversation with anxious people, okay, they will stop your journey in the Lord. Okay. Because they load their anxiety, their trauma, into your faith bucket and eradicate your faith. All right. So you must be vigilant what is ministering to your spirit. In order to advance, God must be the primary dictator of what happens in your life. And then other people of faith that's also on the journey. Are you with me this morning? If you want to go home this year, 
you and I will have to deal with anxiety because trauma is a real thing. Now, Scripture is not saying there's no such thing as trauma. It's not saying if someone has passed on last year, that's not, that's not really anything. Just pretend it didn't happen. That's not what it's saying. What it is saying is you can deal with that by praying it out to the Lord. Amen? First victory. Peace from anxiety by unpacking your heart before God in prayer. Why does that work? By the power of the Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. It's and because Scripture says so. So by faith we obey and things start to shift in us because God is alive. And when we go to Him, things change. Have a victory over anxiety. It's an extremely sly opponent. It's, it's hard to put your finger on it, but it's there. Offload your heart in prayer. Amen? The second thing I want to touch on is, is, is relationships because that is also something that can cause us to be passive and take our spiritual agility from us. Now, if we, if we think about uh, what transpired just be, uh, close to when uh, Joshua took over, I just want to read this. It's not on the screen. The people, they're murmuring. They're saying, why is the Lord bringing us to this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones uh, will become prey. Will it not be better for us to go back into Egypt? That's because some of the spies came back, some of the anxious people, they came back and they said, we cannot take this land. There's milk, there's honey, it's a great land, but there's giants. We are anxious. What can go wrong? There's only two men that said we can take the land. Two men that had a relationship with God that could eradicate anxiety. And that, that was Joshua and Caleb. Two of them. Two voices. And in a similar way, the voices that puts anxiety into you is also more, I think there was 10 spies that came back and says, we cannot do it. There's more people that, that's ready to speak anxiety into your life than the few ones that's ready to bring life. Amen? Be vigilant in the Lord. Be surrounded by people of faith. And they said to one another, listen to this, and they said to one another, let us choose another leader and go back to Egypt. Talking about relational breakdown. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly of a congregation of the people of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, who were among those who had spied the land, tore their clothes. And then all the congregations set to stone them with stones, but the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. Okay, so you've got Joshua taking over in a time of relational breakdown, rela relational turmoil. This is not a time to put up your hand to be the leader to move the people. This is the time to let someone else put their head on the block. This is the time to disappear into the bushes and see from a distance. But God says, Joshua, rise up. Where you walk, I will be with you. The second thing you and I will have to do is to, 
to handle this thing. Now, let's keep it simple. Matthew 5, verse 23. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, there's a relational breakdown, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Okay, in order for you to advance, in this case there, at the temple, in order for you to advance in what you want to do, offer the Lord, you have to first touch your relationships. All right? There's a place, if you want to grow, if you want to advance, you must be able to champion your relationships. Okay? It will always limit you. Always. Now, I just want to say this. Um, let's talk about the line of reconciliation. The line of reconciliation is a place where two parties shake hand and say, I forgive you, and the other one by the grace of God, says, I forgive you. All right. What God wants of us, who are believers, is to be, Jesus came to the cross. That's the line. He came to the cross to make peace with man. But every man does not come to the cross. Are you with me? Okay. He goes all the way to the line. And then many people go to the line to meet him there and find everlasting peace with God. But Jesus has gone to the line. That's where he can go. Now people need to come to the line. And, and the same with you in your relationship. So what that means is you are not ultimately responsible for the healing of a relationship where the other party do not want to come to the line. Okay? So sometimes when you go to the line, the person comes to the line and you've got healing in a relationship. And when a relationship heals, you feel a fresh push of energy. Who's experienced that before? It's like, whoa, I'm just so happy. I just feel so much because it actually weighs us down when there's relational breakdown because God has called us to reconcile with our fellow believers and family. But now if you go to the line, let's say there's a broken relationship. If you go to the line and say, hey, can we reconcile? This was really hard what happened. Please forgive me. Let's do this. If you come to the line, and you open your heart, but the other person refuses to go to the line, you are free to advance in the Lord. Are you with me? You are free to advance in the Lord. Because what happened to you also happened to Christ. But don't stand at the line with a prideful heart. Don't say, Your body is at the line, but your heart is not there. You're not ready to reconcile. You are ready to win a moral battle for high ground. Come low to the line. Come humbly to them. Say, what can I do for us to be in relationship again? What can I do? Come low. A fellow Christian should come to the line. That's what God expects of them. It might be that there's a relational breakdown and the person is not a Christian or they are a disobedient Christian. Okay. If they don't come to the line, you are free to advance. Take your peace. Amen? Okay. And, and so it was, if, if you're going to read 1 Kings, when Solomon took over, he cleaned up. All those people that cursed David, all those people that... that 
caused sin to come into the camp. He cleaned out. Many did not come to the line. And he started fresh until he himself became corrupted. Let us guard ourselves. In order to advance, deal with anxiety and go to the line of reconciliation where necessary. Especially if it's your marriage. Live at the line. Live on the line. You tell your spouse, if there's anything that's hurting you in this marriage, just know I am always willing to speak and connect with you. Please don't grow a hardened heart. Let's live on the line of reconciliation. Amen. Okay. Let's go on. I know these things, they connect because it's, it's sometimes people, we're talking about people, relationships, sometimes people are the cause for trauma. And now we're going to go to circumstances. And, and, and often between people and circumstances, that, that is what caused trauma. But I'm trying to put each one in a box just to help you with clarity as you are navigating through this. I want to go to circumstances for a moment. Where anxiety speaks to circumstances that impacted you in the past, right now you might have circumstances in front of you or around you. That's those I want to address. If you talk about unfavorable circumstances, you've got God saying, go into the land. You've got the spies that saw giants in the land. That's like, <laughs> you know, you, you, have to, you have to go. You, you, you've got a circumstance to deal with. And so for some of us, you know you must advance, but you are seeing the giants. Right? You are seeing the challenges. Nothing wrong with seeing it. The answer is not to say, there's no giants. Come on, they're actually smaller than what they look like. The answer is, Lord, they, they might look big to me, and maybe they are, but with the power of the Spirit, I will overcome whatever is in front of me as you lead me. Amen? Okay, God never asks us to be irrational uh, people that, pretends things are not there like when we have cancer we say no no that's only what the doctor says no there's no cancer here. okay that is foolishness okay it's there or it's not there now god come on board and help me navigate this i trust in you to deal with what's here all right it's gone okay god is our refuge and strength a very present help in Trouble. Okay. A very present help in trouble. So sometimes we think trouble disqualifies us to advance, but we see that God is our refuge and a help in trouble. Okay. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, okay, that's some, uh, some circumstances there. Look at what's in the midst of it. For the one who belongs to the Lord, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. And those around you 
who are speaking constant anxiety. They're raging. Have you considered? Have you thought? You cannot do that. The nations rage, but in the middle there's a river whose streams make glad. And God is in it, and it will not be moved. Are you with me this morning? What do you do if you experience Him? He's with you, but all around you, it feels like the mountains are falling and the seas are roaring. Let's look at what Jesus did. Almost done. For to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in His steps. He committed no sin. Neither was the seed found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, there's his circumstances. He did not threaten, but continued in trusting himself to him who judges justly. What do you do in adverse circumstances? You entrust yourself to the one who holds the world and you advance and trust and advance Jesus tells the disciples go to the other side and he sends a storm advance now what the world tells us if you should be able to manage every storm you should be able to manage and, 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 and make sure there's no storms around you ever, ever, ever. What the Bible tells us is be present to the one on the boat. He's the one who calms the storms. He's the one who organizes the ways of this world, turns the heart of a king's. My job is to be present to him on the boat as we navigate. I entrust myself to him. If you find yourself in difficult circumstances, know this, you may advance if you advance with the Lord. To go on the journey the Lord has for you this year. Entrust yourself to God in all circumstances and move. Prepare to advance. What is he saying to you this morning? Where is he pressing on your heart. What I've realized in my journey with God is clarity often comes 20 steps down the way of obedience. Sometimes we have to move first. It's like reading a book. It will unfold as you go. Just make sure you go with the Lord. Pray with friends. Make sure it aligns with the word. Make sure what you, what you are hearing on your heart that it also witnesses with other people that loves the Lord and then journey to then advance to what the Lord has for you this year. Amen? Let's stand up and let's respond this morning. Let's allow the Holy Spirit just to help us with this. If we can keep this on the screen, I'd be happy. Thank you, Jaime. We're going to pray for you this morning for deliverance from anxiety. 
Some of you, when it comes to relationships, you've been offered a hand of reconciliation, but you've been too proud or hurt to go and, and be reconciled to a friend or family members. The scripture says, forgive, all right? And then some of you, you are the one with a hand out and it is eating you that the other person are not moving to the line. There's a peace for you. Peace of the Lord will guard your heart and your mind as you wait on the line. Amen. And then God wants to give you strength in circumstances. Strength to entrust yourself into Him and advance. Sometimes circumstances are like a shadow towards the end of a day. It seems a lot worse. And when you advance, you're like, oh, really, really that bad. But with, only with faith can we move. Are you with me this morning? Let's pray to the Lord. What, what, what is He saying to you this morning? Just Maybe just close your eyes. Maybe open your hands to Him. Say, Lord, what are you whispering to me this morning? What area of my heart do you want to touch? You can know this. That word from Annalise, He is with you. He will never forsake you. That's your strength. That's your fire. That's your force. The mountains may move, but He will never move. We worship you in this place, Lord. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you in this place. Minister to your people. We welcome you in this place. We worship you in this place. Worship you, Lord. Even Moses was afraid. He said, Lord, I cannot do this. But you encouraged him. Even Jesus in the garden said, Father, if there's another way, would you whisper to him, advance. We are in your hands, Lord. Release your people to the ministry you have for them, Lord. We worship you in this place. I want to ask you to take a step of faith. I want to pray with you. We can pray for you to be delivered from anxiety. Quickly come here. One, two, three. To this side here. We're going to pray for a lot of people for that. You can move out. One, two, three. If it's anxiety here. I want all the facilitators we can get because we're going to pray for people. Because of what happened in the past, you have lost your speed to advance into the future. Pray for you. We want to pray for you to know how to move to the line where broken relationships can heal. You can come clear to this side. One, two, three, come out. If we can pray for your relationship with that family member, with that old friend, and we can pray with you, stand in faith with you 
for the healing and restoration of that relationship. One, two, three, this side. Where are those people? I know we need to pray with people. Quickly come out. Don't be afraid. Be, be courageous this morning. We, if, you, or if you are dealing with some circumstances, can I get some more facilitators? People are moving. This side, please. If there's some circumstances that's really, that's really right there, and you just want us to pray specifically with you into the future, this thing, just come, just come here to where I'm standing. We, wanna, we don't want you to battle alone. We, we want to pray with you. We want to be with you. circumstances here. Alright, if there's someone in front, you can you can go and minister to them. If you are if you are standing still in your seat, you're welcome to come to the front. We're gonna make sure we'll pray with everyone, okay? It's one way in which we can be a family, a home for you this morning, okay? You can come. If there's something else, you can come. If you're at the back, there's no spectators here. I want you to take a seat. Quickly take a seat if you are in your seat still. And I want to I tell you what I want you to do. I want you to share with someone that's with you one thing, just one thing, that stood out for you on your heart this morning. And share it with that person. And if you feel comfortable, you may ask them for prayer or offer to pray for them. But there's no spectators here this morning. Let's share with someone one thing that stood out for you this morning.
Thank you, everyone. I want to formally dismiss you. You're welcome to stay for another five minutes and pray if you are praying. But you are formally dismissed. Welcome to grab a coffee and make your way home. We'll still be in front if you want to ask something or pray with someone. God bless you. And hopefully we'll see you soon again.